Hi, I'm Molly Moran, and this is the Table Wine Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Andy Stoiber. Hello, Molly. And not just me today. Who else is here? Hi, I'm Pippa. You may remember me. And Connor Moran is back. Woo! The whole crew is here. The whole Moran crew is here. <laughs> A special, special edition, it sounds like. We like to uh, end our season and with a big fanfare. No. <laughs> is there a way that I can win this episode too? Mm. Mm. <laughs> this isn't a contest. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we don't <laughs> think it's a contest. Anything could happen. You know what? You're very good at turning things that aren't games yeah. into games. So yeah. currently there isn't a way to win, but I'm sure you're... if somebody could create it, it's going it to be you. Yeah. Um, Andy, before we start, how are you? I'm good. I got to do a lot of sleeping yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. It's busy. It's like April that is summer and fall right now. It is a weird time. Um, Just busy. Yeah. Good. Good. And I like the rainy day more than the 80 degree day, to be honest. (laughs) I had to rush to get the outdoor seating ready because everybody kept asking, when is it going to be ready? And I kept thinking the whole time I was doing it, like, you know, this is only for like 72 hours, everybody. Right. And I'm happy to have done it. It was wonderful. It was full for the last three days. It was so glorious. The first tasting outside was remarkable it was awesome but i'm like but guys there's gonna be snow on monday you know the whole time i didn't know that until yeah. today and i was like really wisconsin, <laughs> Just... on, wisconsin. <laughs> so this season we've been doing food and wine pairing advice and we've talked about acidic food and salty food and all sorts of things and the one thing that we haven't talked about yet andy <laughs> is sweet food yes. but specifically girl scout cookies <laughs> Specifically Girl Scout cookies. It is Girl Scout cookie season! (laughs) Could be its own food group. I'd be here for it. Yes! (laughs) So we are pairing four different types of Girl Scout cookies with four different beverages. Mm -hmm. Right? Alcoholic beverages? Alcoholic beverages. Things we sell at Table Wine? Yeah, things we sell at Table Wine. (laughs) Um, So we brought in Connor to, you know, I don't know, make it a party. Yeah. (laughs) And Pippa is here as our... Special guest host. Um, is there Our anything that concierge is, is there anything is. we need to say before we dive in? This is experimental. We don't know what will happen. It's fair. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Unorthodox pairings. Okay, but and I know you've told me this already. Why are we drinking and eating Girl Scout cookies? What is the purpose here? An experiment, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> because who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? They're a great thing to eat, and the experiment is, okay, what would you drink with those Girl Scout cookies? It's a challenge. It's a wine pairing challenge. It's okay. outside the box thinking. What else would it be? Fun. <laughs> no, Just it's good, party. Good, good for your health. Great for the gut. Yeah. Wine and Girl Scout cookies, maybe. <laughs> Andy asked me the question about wine and food pairing with Girl Scout cookies a few episodes ago. Right. And so then we changed our mind. We were going to do a brunch, which someday yeah. we might still do a table wine brunch wine pairing. But we decided instead of sweet savory, we're just doing sweet. Straight up sweet. Sweet. So everybody got to pick at least one wine. And then I I yeah. got to pick two just because I did. So Pippa, why don't you tell us what our first cookie is going to be. And then I'll talk through the wine. Okay. So the first cookie that we're going to be trying today is trefoils, which you may know as shortbreads. And they're basically just like a classic cookie. They are... Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) And butter and vanilla, right? Yeah. So to go along with that, I picked Andy and my secret fave, an an opulent Chardonnay. (laughs) 
for some opulent eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I picked the Submission Chardonnay from 689 Cellars. When I was looking at the shelf of all the Chardonnays that would fit this bill, I was thinking about some of the other cookies that we're going to have later and whether this Chardonnay might actually pair well with them as well. So we may come back to this one. Excellent. Um, but I thought that it would be particularly delicious with our trefoil. So we're going to see how well I did. <laughs> and fun for me because I never eat trefoil cookies. They are they don't got chocolate does, on them. Yeah. So I never buy the non-chocolatey Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I know. We're going to we're gonna make trefoils even more delicious. Uh, with the food and wine pairing, we haven't really talked about this part of it. That when you are tasting food and wine together, it makes sense to kind of go back and forth between the two things. So with food and wine pairing, you're going to take a little sip of the wine. After smelling it, you're going to then eat the food and kind of go back and forth between the two to kind of see how they go together. Is there a place you usually start? Do you eat first and then drink? Good question. <laughs> really good question. So when I've done food pairing classes with, say, like uh, Gail Ambrosius is a local chocolatier with Gail, she's always like, so you want to do the chocolate first, right? And when you do it with the cheesemaker, they want you to eat the cheese first. I'm the wine person, so I always say do the wine first. So I, I do think there's some validity in getting a taste of the wine first because we've all had a shortbread cookie before. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> do you keep the food in your mouth? And then put the wine. <laughs> That's a totally valid question. I don't. I just, I feel like sometimes when I really want to know how the food and wine go together, I'm like, I'm going to have like a little bit of food left in my mouth, I mean, pour sure. the wine in and just see how it mixes up. Sure, I think there's a little residual. Yeah, it's like putting that perfect bite together where you get everything that's on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So far, so good though. This makes sense as a pair, like actually makes sense this chardonnay and this shortbread cookie which tastes like a solid shortbread cookie now i know <laughs> yeah it's delicious right yeah it's pretty perfect pippa can we have more than one cookie at a time <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i feel like if you smell the cookie and smell the wine they smell very similar yeah it's just one of those pairings that works really well like I imagine an aunt or, you know, fam someone in my life, some a fictional person who's really into <laughs> Chardonnay and you go and visit them on a Sunday afternoon and they'd offer you Chardonnay and shortbread cookies, which maybe that's my future. <laughs> I will be <laughs> because I'm like, this actually works really well. I love it. I really love it. I did a tasting yesterday, a private tasting for some folks and they wanted Chardonnay. And one of the women at the tasting, I would say that she is like the quintessential Chardonnay drinker. She's of the baby boomer generation. She like wants a buttery mm -hmm. shard. And she said, who doesn't like Chardonnay? And I was like, oh, lots of people. And she said, really? And I was like, I'm going to talk about it on my podcast tomorrow. And I know people are going to be rolling their eyes. Like, really? You expect me to drink buttery Chardonnay? But it has its place. And I think this is one of them. Because like legit the butteriness of the shortbread cookie is just there to match with the butteriness of the shard. It's lovely. I actually think that the cookie kind of takes away some of the butteriness of the wine. Mm -hmm. Like you can taste a lot mm -hmm. more of the individual notes of the wine because the butteriness is kind of already on your palate. Yeah, and that's fair. Which yeah, I'm getting like a pineapple-y fruitiness that's really pretty tasty. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's definitely some, I don't know, something astringent as well. Some Something tart. You mean actually astringent? Mm -hmm. hmm. Which, like, I'm going to point out Not the obvious. Not so, but in that 
the way that you'll see petrol or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to decide on the aging of this, where I feel like oak and stainless steel was involved, but I don't, I'm just guessing. And I just want to point out the like malolactic fermentation piece. Oh wow, As, Andy's saying all sorts of words. The uh, <laughs> usually I shard. usually I have to define these things. <laughs> I want to. I'm just throwing out the terms for discussion on this. I'm just curious if what this was aged in. What What do you mean when you say? What are you finding when you say malolactic fermentation is evident? What am I finding? Yeah, like why I, does that come to mind? It comes to mind because that's what I think of as kind of being the process that brings about opulence. <laughs> it brings out those buttery, <laughs> more intense notes um, compared to your, you know, leaner style of Chardonnay. I'm just getting at that. So for listeners, when they're looking for a Chardonnay to pair with their shortbread cookie, and if they don't have, you know, this particular submission, like what, just the key things to find. I would say look for an oak-aged Chardonnay, preferably from California, or at least somewhere in the New World, and some notes of butter or vanilla. I think that I would stay away from anything that has like the tasting note of buttered popcorn. That gets mm-hmm. into that. There's a very specific flavor. If you all know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, like the movie buttered popcorn. The jelly belly. The flavor. jelly belly yeah. flavor, mm-hmm. exactly. It's mm-hmm. it's that flavor that some people really love in Chardonnay and that's great, but I think going back to the creamy episode that we did, that's for a creamy or a butter, I think that's for a yeah. buttery dish. I don't think that it is going to be super great with the cookie. So I think that that's what we're looking for here. In terms of, to answer Andy's question about this, you were right, Andy. So it is a blend. It is 75% stainless and 25% new French oak. There we go, Andy. Well done, <laughs> sir. Andy. The pride of my season. Well there. done. That's very good. They don't disclose whether there is malolactic or not, but based on how it tastes, it does not taste like green apples. It does taste like cream. Therefore, to me, I agree yes. with you that like right. that's that opulent style. And not going all the way. That right, it's not, as you said, it's not the buttered popcorn side, no. and which makes this work better than I expect. Like, I think I was tempted to go all the way into full buttered popcorn territory yeah and realizing keeping some of the fruit notes they're like you know there is not apple in the same way but like oh there's some fruit to it that as you said the cookie helped kind of hit the butter notes and then the other things could come out but okay let's talk about the cookie for a second let's talk because about it. it's not ted lasso biscuits with the boss shortbread <laughs> like it's not because you've had that cookie yeah i've had that cookie <laughs> molly makes that cookie um but it's like it's really just kind of a perfect vessel. I can see eating them on their own is fine or with tea or whatever, but I can see like putting jam on them. It's not so buttery that that's all you're getting. No. It's more like a Lorna Dune than it is like a shortbread, like an actual piece of shortbread. I feel like it's more like a vanilla cookie. Yeah. Wait, what did you call it? A Lorna Dune? <laughs> yeah, Lorna Dune. That's no. all my grandma ever served me. I don't even know. A certain, <laughs> certain portion of people will know exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it's in vanilla wafer territory. For I was sure. going to say, I feel like it tastes more like a vanilla wafer than a Walker shortbread. Yeah, yes, yes. So, yeah, is- you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. In terms oh. of the buttery thing, I didn't go for the, the most buttery thing. And to your point, this is not the most buttery shortbread that one could have. Right. Um, not to take ourselves too seriously, right? Like at the end of the day, we are talking about Girl Scout cookies. Right. Um, but I do think well, that we it's... get really nerdy about them. <laughs> but <laughs> what we're saying is you could do just a tasting of different shortbread cookies and different Oh my God, yes, please. 
I want to be part of that party. I love this idea. Anything else that we want to say about this particular wine pairing? Did I do okay? Oh, fantastic. Should we rate the should we rate them? Should we give them like a five star rating here? Because you need to turn it into a game no, of some sort. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> Molly feels it's good about winning this game. I could win. <laughs> Why don't we just decide who is the best at the end? We don't need to rate them. Mm. He needs to win. Yeah. Okay. I want to win. But I uh, I'm giving win. you high marks on, on yeah, the shortbread and char. It's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know it's the least exciting of the cookies. Right. That's why you got two choices. No, it's because you two each just took one thing and we had four <laughs> types of cookies. <laughs> Simple math. Pippa, what's our next cookie? Our next cookie is one of the most famous, just after another cookie we will be tasting later. And this one is Caramel Delight. Now, when you put this together for us, did you decide what the cookie order needed to be or what the wine order needed to be so that our palates weren't blown out? Just like you asked when you asked about food and wine and what order to do things in. I am the wine person, so I'm always going to go by the wine order. Um, Two and three, really in theory, two and three should have been switched. Four had to be fourth and one had to be one. So, In theory, because of the what needs to be switched, wait, because the order right now is the wine order. Correct, is what I'm saying. And so switching for the cookie order. No, no, I'm saying the second and third wines could have been interchangeable. Got it. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, so the second wine is a fortified wine, and it is from the winery Grant, and they are in Jerez, Spain, so this is their Oloroso Sherry. We haven't talked much about Sherry, have we? I do not think so. Wow. Oloroso, throwing up words. (laughs) How do you feel about Sherry, Molly? How do I feel about Sherry? Oh, Sherry, how I love you. I love it. I absolutely adore it. I don't really understand when people say they don't like sherry i kind of think they just haven't had it or think they don't like it we've talked about it a little bit because andy has his fraser love oh yeah right fraser <laughs> loves sherry <laughs> That's true. this might be the reason why i'm here today taste, andy. <laughs> so oloroso is one of the sweeter styles while still not being the super super sweet land so if you don't know anything about sherry what you need to know is that it is fortified wine just like port and it has to come from this particular area in Spain. And they can be bone dry, which would be something like a Fino. And they can be very, very sweet, which would be something like a Pedro Jimenez. And then there's the spectrum in between. So Oloroso is leaning on the sweet side. You can see from the color, it looks like. That smells incredible. Figs. It smells so good. It does. The smell is incredible. Oh, man. That's so complicated. There's so much <laughs> going on in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this cookie. Well, when Andy, I thought that's what we were talking about. I mean. When Andy asked me in the earlier episode, we talked about Caramel Delights being our favorite collectively. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about the different things that we think could work. And one of the things was a, a coconutty shard, actually. We t- Andy suggested it. <laughs> and then I talked about a few different things. And then I said, maybe something like a Madeira. And so then when I was thinking through what I wanted to taste, I saw this and it just was like a beam of light was shining on it in the store and was like, oh, pick me, pick me. So... Mm. Yeah, something is happening with the coconut on this cookie and the sherry in a delightful way. Um, they feel nice in my yeah, mouth. this is excellent. <laughs> so, um, I know you can't see us, so um, Mom just let me smell the one. And a couple of my smell 
notes. Um, for some reason, I got like old chalkboard. Oh. For some reason, like just newly, like you have written on it and then you erased it and that kind of smell. And then also like pomegranate and then that caramel thing that kind of mm. carries through both the cookie and the wine or the sherry. Yeah. Love. I think Pippa's ready for uh, your uh, Assam test. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> old chalkboard. <laughs> That's up there with tennis balls. Mm-hmm. That new tennis mm-hmm. balls, old chalkboard. Freshly cut garden hose. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. oh. I'm getting like a like a complex like Chinese food sauce kind of a thing to from the sherry. Like just layers and layers and layers of like rich, rich flavor. And then when you eat the cookie with it it's like going out for asian food and having like thai iced tea mm. it's like, mm. a, like a perfect Ooh. combination well john maybe you win for that, that nice. <laughs> and also an old chalkboard <laughs> <laughs> um, no i feel like when i first took a sip of the sherry before eating the cookie i was nonplussed i wasn't sure what to say or it's like a very different i don't even i don't think i was I knew what to expect and it's bizarre how well it's working with the cookie mm-hmm. um I don't really know that either of us can win now. <laughs> no, I think Molly won. I, I, feel like. <laughs> I I did the simple one to start, and then I felt like I did like the m- yeah. more complicated, interesting one. I think you guys did great jobs. That's nothing about what's to come. You saying that about the Chinese food sauce? My tasting note on this wine, like at the shop on the tag, is about it being like white balsamic. Yeah, and it has that same kind of thing. Um, when you were sm- when we were all smelling the wine, like the thing about sherry is that it's aged near the ocean in Spain and they allow the casks to come in contact with the air so they all have this kind of saltiness like that's what makes sherry different than port and there's that Mm. smell of it there's this kind of like and I know when you think of like a sweet wine that smells like the sea you're kind of like what the hell are you talking about but as Connor was kind of describing Chinese food I was like oh that salty yeah it's like sesame chicken or general Mm -hmm. so's or something Mm -hmm. like that that Mm -hmm. sticky Savory but sweet sauce is absolutely awesome. Yeah, which is not at all what was I was expecting. I was expecting more sweetness in the mm-hmm. sherry. It's so like yeah. the first sip, I was like, oh, no, that's not what this is. And surprised then to find how well it works with the sweeter cookie. Like, I thought it was going to have to be, like, matching the Caramel Delights. Like, that is a pretty indulgent cookie with, like, some real sugar to, like, play with it. But no, the sherry really lifts it up. Like, a nice pa- every sip is a nice palate cleanser. It makes it easier to eat more cookie. I will say I went back and forth for sure when I was thinking about it. I was like, is it sweet enough? And I had the exact thought that Andy had. I was like, I don't know that this is sweet enough. So I'm really happy that it's playing out the way it's playing out. Because I'm like, oh, it's actually making the cookie feel less sugary sweet. I feel like it's like bringing Mm -hmm. everything. Right now it's more like a cracker so I can eat like 15 of them. Totally. A hundred percent, right? (laughs) If you drink sherry with your caramel delights, it's (laughs) then a cracker. (laughs) (laughs) The dietician says it's a cracker. Is that the rule? I mean, I'm just sitting over here eating shortbreads out of the bag, so I <laughs> eat all the cookies you eat, want. Eat all the cookies. It only comes once a year, guys. Yeah. You know, you got to so enjoy them. It should really become a holiday, which I know people have holidays. Tomorrow's Patriots Day, or? Which Is it? Pe- oh, because of the Boston, Boston Marathon. Marathon? That's what it, yeah. I'm working people at MIT, and they have off tomorrow. I'm like, Patriots Day? What is this day that you have off for? But it's the mm-hmm. Boston Marathon as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can just make a Girl Scout cookie day. I'd rather mm-hmm. celebrate that. No offense to Patriots Day. I'm really <laughs> sorry. It's totally fair. I kind of don't want to move on, but 
We yeah, probably won the game. We're good. We probably should. <laughs> no, I think we're going to be so surprised by how great this next pairing is. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced either, but the next one I picked and... Pippa, what's our cookie? Our cookie is my all-time personal favorite, the peanut butter patty. Woohoo! And Andy, <laughs> what did you pick to go with it? I picked out Hullabaloo Zin. That's right. Some Zinfandel because it's Molly's favorite thing. <laughs> yep. Let's just say there were words exchanged via text, everybody. <laughs> Makes good content is what I said. Again, I'm going to... We don't drink Zen much, Molly. And I say we because, yes, my tastes have been influenced by you. And so what you don't drink, I tend not to drink. And <laughs> Zinfandel is one of those things that I never pick up a bottle. But I've tasted... There's the occasional one that'll come across in a tasting of yesteryear. And I'm like, wow, that's actually good Zen. So I shouldn't say that. Not good zin. There's lots of good zin. Um, There's also a lot of bad zin. It's okay. Yeah. It's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. So here we go, friends. Yep. Here we go. I think Andy's going to be onto something here. I'm just going to say mm, that as I smell this wine, I I, I have a hunch it's going to work. I think Andy's copying a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is what we're Uh, You think so? <laughs> that, don't, don't mess with winning formulas. No, right? It's a, it's a classic for a reason, I think is what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is... Some jammy juice. Whew. It's just sort of really painfully slowly just absorbing. Whether I'm gonna accept the next invitation, you know. <laughs> this straight up reminds me of the peanut butter and jelly chocolate bar from Trader Joe's. I used to be obsessed with them, mm-hmm. and they have peanut butter and jelly inside of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Straight up, that's what this mm-hmm. is. I think what's happening for me is there's nothing cutting through it. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's not unpleasant. It's heavy it's, on heavy though. It's heavy on heavy though. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. I think the Chardonnay, not to like pat myself on the back, but but I one of the things that worked that I didn't expect to work, but there was more acidity in that Chardonnay than I remembered. Yeah. And so there was a like a little tiny lift. But I don't feel like there's any lift. I love peanut butter. It's like my very favorite food. I also love chocolate. And I don't even mind a big rich zin in the right circumstance but i do feel like there's nothing helping us up you know what i mean like i feel like we're just getting it's like a a too heavy blanket does that make sense yeah can we talk for a second about a controversial but shouldn't be controversial take go for it do red wine and chocolate actually go together oh <laughs> big question well sir as you may have noticed, <laughs> it's unfair to say all red wine and chocolate. No, no. <laughs> this is yeah, a zin. general rules. General rules. Um, you know, no, right? We're going to go back to our fundamentals of pairing. And I guess Andy kind of talked about this and we didn't kind of start with the fundamentals of sweet pairing is that in theory, when you're pairing with sweet food, you want something that is sweeter than what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So particularly with milk chocolate, which is what we have here, that's pretty sweet. And so we, in theory, in theory, want something sweeter than what we're having. Often people pair cab and chocolate, and I don't, I don't quite get mm-hmm. it. I think that it can work. It has to be very purposeful. The thing that I come back to again and again, and like I said at the, 
earlier, like I've done wine pairing classes with chocolatiers, multiple chocolatiers. I, I do do it because I know people really love right. it. Is that <clears throat> people want a Malbec with their chocolate. And it's a fine pairing. But when I suggest sherry with their chocolate, they're all like, oh, that's too sweet. And I'm like, but taste it. Because it's so good. And to me, this is like, it's not doing anything. There's nothing wrong with what's happening, yeah. but it's not in... It's not bringing anything to life. I feel like there are four flavors going on in this particular pairing. There is the definite jam and peanut butter. And like that's undeniably there and it's and there's a cracker there so it does or a cookie there so it does taste like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the chocolate and the tannins and the wine are having a fight in my mouth separate from the peanut butter and jelly. Like they're not <laughs> they're just not like linking up. I completely agree with you. It's a little discordant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear more. And there are four things happening, Connor. I counted Peanut two. Peanut butter, with... jelly, tannins, and chocolate. Okay. Those are the four. And just your note, your, the bitterness of your soul having and to drink like, this. And just like, yeah, why, why did Andy come to my house and make me drink this one? Oh, <laughs> don't be mean. But I feel like it's good to revisit, Zen, because also... If I were going to buy wine to pair with chocolate, I'm more sure. likely to pick a Zin. Without a doubt. When you said this was your else. pairing, I was like, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Like, yeah. it is the peanut butter and jelly thing, right? And, and I think like... And that's undeniably there. Like, yeah. without a doubt. And I think fruity reds with chocolate are better. This is a lower tannin yeah. red, right? Yeah. So I think that like that... Mm-hmm. I think that you're all like... Objectively, you're correct. You're correct. Or like you went yeah. the right direction. And then just... I'm just kind of like, okay... I get, but, mm-hmm. and I think there are people who would love this pairing. To- Those people are just not are. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I want that white zin that groundwork made. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> and like smelling the wine with uh, the peanut butter patty in my mouth, like I definitely got that kind of essence of the peanut butter and jelly thing, which is a very smart choice. But then also like the fruitiness and the chocolateness. I love fruit and chocolate. But then just like the actual cookie and the fruitiness kind of just clashed a little. Mm. I don't know. It it feels like mm-hmm. perfectly ripe fruit like and then that cookie that kind of just brings it a little bit down. Mm. Well said. I think mm-hmm. the fruit's bright and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it is mm-hmm. bright. Yeah. So that's like a spot on. Mm-hmm. Assessment. I could see even more stewed fruit. I don't, like, which is normally something I don't say, but for this mm-hmm. case with yeah. this chocolate, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, what? Okay, what is the ideal indulgent red wine? And let's say I did also. I was like, I won't pick the Ridge Three Valleys. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'll be a more. Um, that's a more serious story. wine, though, right? Like, yes, I feel like that's yes. a more serious wine, and it has way more tannins. So I think actually, yeah. we'd, I think we'd be grumpier. Yeah. Honestly, I think yeah. that we'd be more upset about what but was like, happening. But like, what about doing port with this? No, he's asking wine. We're not mm-hmm. talking about fortified I want red wine. wine. A red wine drinker, eager to pair with. Maybe this Girl Scout cookie or just like a chocolatey cookie in general. If you are eager to do that, then I do think that Andy is right where you are going to be. Like, I think Zinfandel, I do think Malbec, a fruitier um, style of Malbec, not a high elevation Malbec Mm -hmm. that tastes like minerals. 
I think those are really your choices. And that is why I don't love them, right? Like, I don't think it's great. I guess I'd say that I could see an argument for a fruity pinot because it would then have the acidity that I think we're lacking right now. Yeah. And it might be a lighter Mm -hmm. cashmere blanket rather than our like heavy weighted blanket that's kind of keeping us all down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, this is a good example of just like, a low acid, low tannin red wine, which we don't talk about too much. Where, you know, people want just some tasty juice. Yeah. Fruity, big oh, juice. Absolutely. I actually think that my problem is mostly with the chocolate and red wine pairing. Like the hullabaloo <laughs> is quite good. And then like if you went to a party and someone was just pouring this as their red wine, like I think everyone would be happy. Yeah, it's not overly jammy. I don't think it's weirdly sweet. I think it's like yeah. A perfectly pleasant glass of wine. Yeah. Um. I, if you made me chili or like, you know, going back to the spicy mm-hmm. episode where we were talking about like a fruit, a fruity, low tannin, low acid red actually works well with things. Like this would be mm. what I'm thinking. Like yeah. this would be really great with something like that. Yeah. Rainy day succession episode four. <laughs> Hella blues in chili. You're good. Is this where we become a succession podcast? And I just have to say, everybody, if if you watch, but you casually watch and you haven't seen episode three, just stop. Just stop what you're doing right now. I don't care if you're on walking the dog. Stop what you're doing and go watch episode three and then we can talk. If you gave up in the middle of season two, it's worth watching all of season three to get to season four, episode three. It is. I thought season three finale was the best episode of television I'd ever seen. And then, um, no. I had a like we we paused halfway through and I was like, wow, we're witnessing television history. It was right a now. <laughs> and I was just like, how do I absorb the glory of this moment? It's only happening once. Like I only get to have this happen it's once. So and it true. Was so good. It's so true. Did you watch Seinfeld when you like as it was happening? No, that was he was a baby. Yeah, no, I, I mean, know. I think it was probably on. I don't have conscious memory. No, I asked because when Seinfeld came to a finale, it was still like at its height. At, height of its powers right Right. it was not unpopular yet which i think is a brilliant move and then the series finale was such a fart like it was such a jail right yeah it was just so bad it didn't work and underwhelming and it was the opposite of this the succession episode was like oh my god this is happening um speaking of oh my god this (laughs) is happening we have to go to the most... Is this the most popular of Girl Scout cookies? Is that what we That's discovered? That's what I've been told. I yeah. mean. Pippa, this is actually the second most popular cookie in the world. In second only country. Om- country. Sorry. Second only to the Oreo. Oh. It is the world famous... Thin Mint! I don't know. I wanted to do that. What if it was like the lemonades? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twist. Toastiers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Adventurables are terrible. <laughs> that, that's the new cookie, right? The, advent, the, the bra- like the caramel. Oh, I, learned about, I learned this thing about Thank you. Girl Scout cookies, which is that the the ones that rotate through, they rotate through just for a couple of years and then we lose them. So if you liked the s'mores, they're gone now. Yeah. And now we have a couple of years where we're gonna do Adventurefuls. Maybe we'll get yes. Raspberry Rallies. Who okay. knows what happens? Let's talk, about, let's talk about Thin Mints. Okay, now time to talk about Thin Mints. Okay, so Connor, this is your pick, so why don't you yeah, introduce it? there's him? a cookie you can smell from a mile away. Um, so this, I don't know how I was chosen to get Thin Mints for this, but um, it's probably just because I love Thin Mints. They're your favorite cookie, so I wanted you to have it. Sure, but it also seems to be the hardest pairing because, you know, Thin Mints are definitely fake mint flavor. <laughs> 
against blasphemy versus versus wine. So, um, what is that hard or yeah, something? Maybe. So, what I All ended I up going complaints. with was an Amaro that has a deep uh, mintiness to it. So, How convenient. <laughs> Oh, I want to win. Oh, I picked the easiest thing. I picked, <laughs> I picked Zen. I, why didn't I win? Um, so. For once, they're trolling each other, and I I am the one sitting quietly. Just wait, Molly. Uh, we'll get to you in a minute. Pleasantly to the side. So, Connor picked the Alta Verde Amaro that is from the Alpine region There's of so Italy. There's so much going on in that Amaro. It's like chartreuse It's amazing. Which I just want to say, the color of this Amaro is on like the surprising blonder yeah. side of things. Yeah, 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 it, and clearly wasn't filtered or fined. Yeah. So if you all don't know Amaro, it's an herbal liqueur is really oh the easiest way to think of it. So um, Alta Verde Amaro, it does mean bitter. Yeah, he just made the face. There is a bitterness to Amaro that you got to be prepared for, <laughs> or don't have to be prepared for, and you can make faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to keep on cutting. Yeah, yum. <laughs> I, mean, I think I was like the most. I was eager for this and expected something, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is a bitter. Something that is still a bitter amount. Mm. I'm sorry. I just, it's hard not to think of like, the dentist. That's how I feel. There's a the mintiness. It's definitely very, very minty. The experience that's happening in my mouth is very clean. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's clean. <laughs> it's so, fr- so fresh and so clean. This better be good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a hip hop duo should write a song about what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what would the hip hop version of this song be about Thin Mints so and a Minty Amaro? So fresh and so clean. So 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 oh. By Outcast. Okay. I thought you wanted a new song drafted. No. Okay. No. Seems like Pippo would be up for it. <laughs> Come back in an hour. Like. I, okay, I'm going to say this because I think it's at least relatable, if not not perfect on the nose. It is it reminds me more of Fernet than I expected. Yes. It is on that, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right where yeah, it lives. It's got Which, all the herbs. I know. like that. Like, people love that. It was not my thing. And so I think I have that. That's okay. You don't have to um, love it. What Fernet stands for. <laughs> how does it smell? I'm curious how it smells to a child. Um, well... That is a great question. <laughs> so, to me, this may seem like really odd and not very, I don't know, relatable, okay. I think is the word I'm going to use. It smells to me like crushed herbs, like walking through a garden, but there are like herbs on your feet, like crushed herbs. And like that just kind of, of that herby scent with the mint and like basil mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. that I really like. So this one's really interesting to me because I think that the wine, the Amaro, makes the cookie better, but the <laughs> but the cookie makes the wine worse. Oh. Oh, interesting. Like my first taste of the Amaro was one way and then after tasting the cookie, then... It's, it's not as good, mm. but it makes the cookie a little smoother and a little less fake minty. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you find yourself in a situation where you were served this Amaro mm-hmm. and, and you weren't a fan, 
look for thin mints because it helps. Because <laughs> I think like I think what you said makes sense, but also if this what like I'm finding the cookie to be a delightful burst of sugar onto this more you know a very bitter minty thing. Like I could like you know it almost tastes like the s like the liquid they distilled the mint from. To put in the Thin Mints. So I'm really curious to try Thin Mint with something else. <laughs> and there was one small gesture, and somehow Connor knows exactly what that meant. Because we've been I'm... together forever, man. <laughs> we don't have to speak to each other. <laughs> that was great. He gets what I mean. Oh, so, the Zin is back out. So I'm just curious. <laughs> the Zin saves the day. <laughs> I'm not saying it saves the day. I am not saying that that. But when people ask me, dark chocolate and wine, and I say Zin, I'm like, well, what's going to happen now? I'm like, yeah. I'm curious, because the Amaro and Thin Mint is kind of amazing in a, as a from a pairing standpoint. Yeah, I agree with that. It is 100%, what Andy and I have talked about all season, is the congruent part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like with like. Like, we are talking about Mint, mint Boulevard here. It is a big yeah. street yeah. with lots of wild mint on it, right? And I feel like that can be a pleasant experience, but to Andy's point of feeling like I'm at the dentist, like it is yeah. also a, an overwhelming amount of mint. So I'm kind of curious about what would happen if we went the complimentary direction. Oh. Yeah, that first taste of Zin already. I'm like, oh yeah, back to wine, back to... Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that more. Wait, say more. Why do you like it more? Where the Zin was not working... is Are Thin Mints technically dark chocolate? Or is that just in my imagination that it's just... They're a darker color than the peanut butter. Pans. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I feel like the hullabaloo wasn't pairing as nicely with the chocolate on our last cookie. I feel like it mm-hmm. is pairing really well with the chocolate of the Thin Mint. And it's... I agree. The fruitiness here. Yeah. So I guess I think I'm thinking um, the crossroads. Oh, it's just yeah. a hip hop. <laughs> We're just a hip hop thing. Um <laughs> Rap. <laughs> the chronic, man. We'll meet you at the crossroads. At the crossroads is a more pleasant experience, I think, than the two, the two like things. Yeah, together. it definitely is. I also think I lost. Can I try a peanut butter patty with the amaro, though? Oh, <laughs> bold moves, Moran. Well, if one worked for the other way, I don't know that that's. <clears throat> it is a di- like this. The zin with the thin mints is very different than the zin with the peanut butter patty. I, I think buddy, it's better. Right? Like, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's better. I'm getting less Trader Joe's peanut butter and jelly chocolate bar. And find, the Zen is getting more space to shine in a way, though, I'm finding. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's actually really delightful. I'm like, oh, this is like this. That's a pairing I get behind. And fruitness of the Zen is actually like kind of matching the power of the um, Thin Mint in a good way. Where I'm like, oh, this is nice. Okay, so here's what I'm feeling. I feel like we didn't find the right pairing for our peanut butter patty yet. No, this is better, though. Really? I mean, it's better pairing with the Amaro. Peanut butter patty is better with the Amaro than it was with the Thin Mint. Yeah, there's just like a less heaviness with the Thin Mint and the Zen, I'll say, too. I'm curious about the mm-hmm. Amaro and the peanut butter patty. What? Like, is it a minty peanut butter chocolatey combination that is winning? Okay, so Amaros are digestivos they're mm-hmm. digestives right so the idea is that why you have all those herbs that we've all talked about is that they actually like do settle the stomach so you're supposed to have it after a large meal and they help settle your tummy 
I will say that it feels more like a digestif yep. with the peanut butter patty. It yeah. feels like it's uh, it tastes really good. I actually think that uh-huh. that works way, way better. I think that... Andy and I were just playing a really long game. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that this is like a discovery coming out of... Like, I, who else has done this? Like, you, we've discovered peanut butter patty. Right, yeah. Peanut butter patty, that's what or is this? Peanut butter patty and Amaro go well peanut together. Patty. I do also think that there's there's a, a wine that's going to unlock the peanut butter <clears throat> patty. I don't know what it is. Well, I feel compelled to just try the sherry with it because what the hell else are we doing? Okay, and a stupid question here. I'm like, the most peanut buttery wine. Have you ever had a wine and thought peanut butter or peanuts as a note, right? Like that's not, there isn't that same easy alignment there isn't and you know i said earlier that i love peanut butter and i like my family can attest that i eat an absurd amount of peanut butter i have tasted some peanut butter liqueurs in my day and they are gross they're gross and all things peanut butter quote unquote flavored i think are the most disgusting things in the world um so no like i mean in in the beverage like peanut butter okay yeah i'm saying like in alcohol land when anything says peanut butter on it i'm like girl no that makes sense. That's terrible. So, question mm-hmm. speaks to my ignorance. In the realm of Amaros, or right, like we have a minty Amaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, can folks find other flavored Amaro? <laughs> you know, like, what is the? For sure, absolutely. So, gamut? Amaro does not have a prescription as to what the herbs can be. Mm-hmm. So, it can include mint. It can be very heavy on the mint. It doesn't have to be. So, there are other styles that are not this herbaceous there mm-hmm. are styles that are definitely sweeter you know i'm thinking yeah. of the montenegro that we used to carry yeah. almost tasted like yeah. a gingerbread cookie yeah. mm-hmm. um and i think that would have gotten weird in, in the way in a different, yeah, different yeah. place yeah. than where we were but mm-hmm. i do think that yeah there's a whole world of amaro but at the heart of it amaro is supposed to be bitter so even if it has a lot of sweetness it's always going to have this bitter note which maybe with the darker chocolate is just never going to be the most pleasant thing no, I, I'll say overall, though, I'm actually surprised by how this went, in a way. Like, it was a, a learning experience, for sure. And, like, I could, I'd actually recommend this to people. Like, I, you know, I was like, is this going to be some sort of gag episode? But I'm like, no, actually, you could drink different things and have fun with Girl Scout cookies and your friends and do a tasting like this with an Amaro. With, you know, like, do what we just did. A sherry, a white wine, a red wine, an Amaro, and, like... Mm-hmm. A yeah. set of cookies. Like, this actually worked out yeah. really or well. Or you could do candy. Yeah. Or ice cream. Yes. Oh, yeah. Andy, we got a future ahead of us, friend. We got a lot <laughs> yeah. of eating and drinking to yes. do. Um, it's pleasantly surprised, I guess. Like, I don't think I've done a wine and food pairing situation this seemingly radical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, have you? Have you ever done anything? What's the most radical f- food and wine pairing or absurdist? Because I guess I was, like, it makes me happy in a way. I'm like, oh, this is fun. This You could do this with any – you could just do it. In terms of food pairing, I've done, like, potluck. Yeah, I was going to say potluck. I did a potluck class where I just, like – honestly, I went to the co-op and I bought all the things that people would buy for a potluck. I've done food pairings with Ian's mac and cheese pizza – Delicious. And kind of like blew everybody's mind with how good wine can be with mac and cheese pizza. What wine did you want to drink with mac and cheese pizza? Brut Natur Cava. Wow. Delish. Amazing. Super delicious. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, right, like this is, we've done the whole season talking about what's traditional, what's orthodox, and this starts to open up your own personalized, maybe you end up, like I had a roommate who loved pairing the weirdest things together, and it worked to a detriment when he'd be like, try making a Thai curry, and then you like throw in peanut butter and jelly, and then it ruined it. But you know, people who are interested in... <laughs> Like exploring mm-hmm. pairs, like this makes me more confident and be like, yes, try that, do the weird thing, yeah, because try it might it. actually work out better than you expected. Well, and I also think that like the things that you guys picked made sense on paper. On paper, like they totally made sense. I got why right. you picked them, you know, and then the, then it takes the actual like tasting of the things together to say like, oh, that does or doesn't work, right? Or yeah. like I was not sure how the sherry was going to work with the caramel delights right and i was like i think that works but like i could totally not have the have the you've also now tried the sherry with the peanut butter patty and what i'm learning is everybody should drink sherry with girl scout cookies yeah but it's not it's still the peanut butter patty we still have not cracked the code on what the perfect pairing is for that however the caramel delights and this specific sherry are incredible thank you but if you really love those peanut butter and jelly Bars from <laughs> Trader Joe's. The Zen and Peanut Butter Patty worked I'm out saying, for that. Try a fruity Pinot. I think yeah. that will be our our key. That would be fun. I think yes. that will unlock unlock it. Before we wrap up, we don't often like preview the next season, but we have so many people, so so many people asking us about right. wine lists. So I think that what I'm envisioning is that like people are gonna send us pictures of the wine list. And we're going to talk about, like, what did you order Fun. then and what would we have advised you to order and why. So we're really looking for people to reach out to us cool. who, in theory, would be willing to come onto the show, right? Because the idea is that, like, it'd be interesting to talk to folks if you're shy or don't feel like talking. That's okay, too. Andy and I can, can talk help. enough for both of us. Connor can come and join us. <laughs> I don't know. I, I lost today, so... <laughs> It'll oh, now you're done. Now yeah, you're done not, with the table wine podcast. Speaks over, so. Um, so that's kind of looking ahead. That is the thing that we've been getting so many questions about. Amazing. You've given me this vision of like a Portlandia sketch where we're in like sardine waiting for people to sit down and look at the wine list. Then we approach them with audio recording equipment and we're yeah. just like, please talk to us about what oh, you're oh, ordering. Oh, the, boom, <laughs> the boom mic over the table. <laughs> well, one of our listeners, I know she's listening, did say... So I think that we should all go out to dinner together. And I was like, yeah, but what happens when the restaurant has a shit wine list? Mm-hmm. I don't want to name the place, right? I'm fine naming the place when it's good, but when it's bad, I don't want to call out people. Restaurant work is hard enough. I don't want to be mean. So I think that we can talk about it without Andy and I being there for dinner. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. But we could, I want, Now I want to think about our favorite wine lists we've ever encountered. Yeah. We could even... I know. Get exploratory in this. I, I think it's gonna be great. Yes. Um. I think it's time for us to wrap up. What do you think? Uh, wrap up? Is that the word? I think it's time for our nightcap. Yay! Yay! Okay, so my nightcap question is: There are so many chocolatey and caramely Girl Scout cookies but not actually that many fruity ones. So if you had to create your own fruity Girl Scout cookie, what would you call it and what would it be? Oh, wow. 
I have one that came to mind right away. I'm just going to go with it. Go. Mango mayhem. <laughs> um, it involves mayhem. mango. <laughs> Girl Scouts are good at exciting in their titling. Um, it would feature mango. Probably some shortbread or something. Um, what goes good with mango? I don't. Maybe like real little tiny pieces of mango, and then the like je- like the jellied piece, like a little bit of the liquid mango. Whatever. That I love it. I love liquid it. Liquid mango. <laughs> okay. I feel like I might be stepping on my family's toes, but they're not speaking up, so I'm just gonna say it. Mine would be called lime key, mm. and it would be a key lime. Flavored cookie that, yeah. How would it differ from lemonades other than it's key lime? It'd be shaped like a key because it's a lime oh. key. <laughs> that but on bump. Wow. Okay. If the Girl Scouts level. take this yeah. idea, what do you you're think welcome, the Girl Scouts, are? for this <laughs> brilliant idea. I'm envisioning sort of more like a lemon bar kind of thing. Like there's a curd aspect. Right. I don't know how this packaging is yeah. going to go. It might have to be enrobed in white chocolate to like, yeah. let's be realistic oh, about how sure. these kind of it's cookies like are made. Now. Yeah. It's kind of like a mochi, but without the chewiness. Um, yeah. I'm picturing a shortbread, a lie, a key lime curd and a white chocolate robe. Wow. In the shape of a key. So mine's actually called. <laughs> that was just like, you should be on top chef with that. That seems it's like the, the quick fire challenge. You just produced that. <laughs> You, if you were on Top Chef, you definitely could have made that for the biscuit challenge. I could have, yeah. and I would have won. Yes. Mine are called pineapples upside down. Oh. And it's a pineapple upside down cake cookie. Yes. Um, What's in so, that? What's in that? So it's it's a cookie, but the cookie's on the top, oh. and then the pineapple's on the bottom. Yes. And then um, it's got kind of a, a dusting of powdered sugar on the outside but it isn't also i hate that you also already said that it was in the shape of a key because mine was gonna be in the shape of pineapple <laughs> <laughs> so mine's actually just in a pineapple ring shape it's like oh a i like that yes shape. yes mm-hmm. so uh the vibe i went with i was gonna do mango but then he said up. mango so then my other idea was um then citrusy. So there are lemonades and stuff, but my favorite citrus is orange because it's oh. orange. So I would make a shortbread, but it has like orange zest in the shortbread. And then like, or- like orange slices on top. And then it's like there's a little bit of orange juice on top. Do you have a name for it? It's orange. Oh, see, it's, I thought you should call it orangey glads. Oh, that's good. Yes, <laughs> orangey glads is the name of that orange cookie. You're welcome, Girl Scout. <laughs> Girl Scouts, you really are welcome. We just I'm gave really, you four phenomenal ideas. Thank we know, you. We know they're listening. Yeah. I really hope one of these shows up. Like, they don't even need to tell us. Like, they don't have to credit us. If nope. it happens, no, we'll incredible. just take it. That we'll take great. it. Um, I don't think there's anything else we can say mm-hmm. on top of that, so... Chin chin. Chin chin. The Table Line Podcast is brought to you by me, Andy Stoiber, and Molly Moran. Special thanks to Craig Ely for his production consultation. If you're enjoying what we're doing here and want to support us, you can do so at tablelinemadison.com slash podcast. And as always, please review, rate, like, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in again soon. <laughs>